You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome everyone to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Rachel, thanks so much for being here. So we're talking about slowing down in life and the benefits of discipline as a church. And today I got to sit down with Sherry McCormick, who leads our prayer team at the 528 campus and works with Go Local. And I just got to hear her wisdom and experience about how simplicity and time and prayer can transform our lives. Let's listen. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad to have you here and just be sitting across from you. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you are um, involved in lots of things, really everything at our church. Um, But something that you're really involved with is our prayer team. It's something you're passionate about. And it's also something that for a lot of people is just intimidating. It can be. Yeah, it can be to find out how to start to pray, to pray with other people. And so um, I just want to talk to you today about how that came to be such a vital part of your life. Um, And so just, I know you have have three sons, right? Three sons. Yeah. And they're how old now? Todd uh, turned 28 yesterday, and then Wade is 25, and Shane is 23. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And somebody They're just got awesome. engaged, right? Shane, the youngest one's going first. Congrats. <laughs> yes. That's she's so precious. <laughs> so that's probably something you prayed for for a long time, too. I did. And they've been dating a long time, so that's been fun to watch the evolution of their friendship and, and love. Yeah. So tell Sweet. me, I know that a big part of your story um, with um, spiritual disciplines and simplicity in prayer is... Um, has changed over the years. So your sons are older, but they weren't always, you know, like it. life is different now than it was. So tell me a little bit about what that's looked like for you just throughout your journey. It is. It is. That That's a hard thing to get used to being a mom, I think, because just as you get used to one cycle, whoa, it's time to change. <laughs> I can't even. They're on to something new. Um, yes. So when they were very young, we went to the church that I grew up in, way up in Houston. And it was easy, in a sense, because you have physical control over them. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a question of, are we going to go to church today? They just did what my husband and I said we were going to do. So at the time, Gary was establishing his career, and at one point he even went back to get his MBA. So I was with them alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And our social life, as it were, just revolved around church. So we were there Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday evening, and um, it was all good stuff. You know, so my kids grew up in Sunday school, um, memorizing scripture, doing Awanas, VBS, and all those things that people are, when they are fortunate enough to have that, get mm-hmm. to do. And um, I didn't have a grand plan. I would like to think that I did. My only plan was that I wanted them to have the same foundation that I was fortunate enough to have. And so Sounds like a pretty grand plan. That That, that is grand, yes. I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, I guess I didn't flesh it out. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. That was important to me. And so we were there all the time, and that's what we did. But, of course, as they got older— you know, especially when they got much older and they learned to drive and they went to high school and then went on to college, you're, you're hands-on um, 
impact on them just gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And so I think now I'm much more conscientious about really walking through those doors that I see the Holy Spirit open to have those faith topic conversations with them. With them. Mm-hmm. That I that I wouldn't wait for the perfect moment mm. or, you know, the perfect dynamic when only one is there and everybody's relaxed and everything's going on. I just, I don't have that luxury anymore. So if something happens and I'm able to say it, I say it. Mm-hmm. You just have to. That's, that's, I think that's really helpful. It sounds to me like you're talking about intentionality Yes. All throughout. I mean, like even so when they're young, it's, it's a different kind of intentionality. And now it, it looks different, but it's the same kind of uh, overall goal and just intentionality with their time and how you can do it. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was it like for you? How has that changed? So that's, you know, your sons and how you sort of talked through and worked with them mm-hmm. in their own spiritual lives. But what about for you? How, what was it like when you had young kids in your own prayer life and finding time with God and growing in your faith versus now? I don't, I don't want to focus on what I could have what I should have done better, but sometimes I can't help but think about that. Uh, I wish I had devoted more time to it instead of busy things, because we all know that even things that are great things, Mm -hmm. church going, being there, another Bible study, if if they get out of perspective, if they get out of whack, then all of a sudden you're you don't find that you're really speaking into that relationship with Jesus. Instead you're just doing things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I was a younger mom that there was a lot of that going on. A uh, lot of just busyness? Mm-hmm. Even good busyness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was busy taking care of them, obviously good. And I was busy at church. Good too, but I probably didn't carve out the time that I should have to really work on my relationship with Jesus. So how do you do that? Um, well, what, what does it look like to do that? I'm what kind of do? embarrassed to say that it's not until recently. <laughs> I've been a believer since I was seven, so <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I'm just now getting the knack of it. Um, but. I don't want to beat myself hey, up. I'm, I mean, I'm impressed that uh, you are getting the knack of it. <laughs> you know? I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of like you said about the boys, because none of that was bad. It was all good stuff that contributed to my story, to to growing. Mm-hmm. But I think I I think it could have been more uh, maybe f- fast doesn't sound right, but maybe more purposeful if I had learned earlier what I feel like I know now. And that is that you just really have to make time, mm-hmm. and it's and it is a discipline, which seems well like working on any relationship takes work and right. maintenance, right? So whether time. it's your bestie or whether it's your husband or your children or whatever. And so, how much more important is it to take the time to maintain that relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't know. I I I would wonder how much of us really do that. As if he was sitting right here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that even just that is helpful for me as someone who does have, you know, the younger kids right now, and we are super busy, and a lot of it is, most of it is wonderful. It's yes. fun. It's good. Um, but it's also so easy, I think, as a mom in particular, to 
to spend all of your effort on your kids. So mm-hmm. we want, we're doing this all for them, even focusing on their spiritual lives. I want them to have the foundation and forgetting yes. that really the primary way you give that to them is by having a real one yourself, you know, a real relationship with Jesus exactly. yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about, um, as married believers, how you have to invest in that time in, in your relationship so your children see that, mm-hmm. the primary relationship in the household. But you don't hear as much about, wait a minute, for me, I have to carve out that time to have that relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. So it's like you said. Okay, yeah. so you just said recently. So what changed? What what happened? Um, well, a few things. So obviously my job as I consider it to be, was is a mom. Uh-huh. I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years, and it's only within the last 10 years that I've gone back to work. And even as the boys started to graduate and go off to school, to college, I began to see that end of the tunnel and think, okay, wait a minute, what now? What's going to happen to me now when I'm not the mom of Todd, Wayne, and Shane. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know I'm still their mom, but yeah, they don't need different. my hands-on care every day. What happens? And then also recently, I found myself in a situation that I I started question, not questioning God, but question, asking Him questions is better, um, where I said, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What? Why do you have me here? What do you want me to learn here? And... I think between those two things, I just began to not know who I was. Mm. I forgot my my real identity, mm-hmm. and uh, it left me sort of insecure at a time when I should be more secure, you mm-hmm. know, the older you get. So I guess I have been praying for, you know, things like direction and relief and release and all those things that you pray for in a particularly challenging situation, but I wasn't consistent. And I really, looking back on it, I don't, I don't, I wasn't asking the right questions. So I just, I don't remember what day it was or what happened, but I just thought, I've got to have a better habit about this. Hmm. And it is making a habit. And so you have to unlearn some bad habits, and you have to create a better one. So I just decided to work on my prayer life. That's what I did. So you're you're saying so many things that I think are helpful, um, and I think one that I'm that I think is just a good gift for people to hear is that it's okay to have doubts and questions and to ask God things. You know, you said, Mm -hmm. I was questioning God, asking him questions, and that's okay. No matter where you are, if you're older, younger, like wherever you are, uh, God uses that as an opportunity to move you forward. I mean, he wants us to ask questions of him because he he's faithful to answer. So I just appreciate that you said that. I wasn't questioning his goodness yeah. or his faithfulness, which he's shown me time and time again. Uh, I just had questions. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're but right. But that's, you said, I'm in a challenging time, and that's turning towards God with those yes. questions instead of running because we have questions. There was certainly a time in my life when I didn't do that. Right. So I knew enough to... Yeah. Head into the wind. <laughs> yeah, all of us have done yes. that. Yes. yes. Okay, so you said you decided to just invest in your prayer yes. life um, because you just you just just you just knew like I just have to have mm-hmm. something that's more consistent. Mm-hmm. So I'm a list maker. <laughs> I'm I, I'm task oriented. So I just decided tried to nail down what that could look like for me. 
and I'm also a very early riser. So my routine in the morning is I get up and I sit on the sofa and I drink coffee and I watch the news. Well, that's a waste of time. <laughs> Most of the time, let's face it. So I thought, how can I use that time? You know, I'm getting up at the crack of dawn. How can I use that time better? So I just developed a better morning routine. And it revolves around, I have this little formula, it revolves around discipline, scripture, uh, and gratitude, and confession. Okay. Yep. That's great. That's it. No, but tell me, <laughs> tell me what that means. So what do you mean by each one of those Okay. words that you that it revolves around. So what do you mean by discipline? Because you sound really disciplined to me anyway, if you wake up and you are, a, you know, a list maker. <laughs> well, oh, goodness, I wouldn't describe myself as disciplined, but uh, I, I'm, I don't wake up on purpose. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> I would choose to sleep a little longer if I could. Um, so I'm up and for discipline, I just decided that I was going to do rather than hit or miss devotionals or I I know from experience, like it's, I'm fresh in the morning. And so when I have an intense Bible study, I know Bible study homework needs to come in the morning because okay. that's when I'm yeah. greater. But what I decided to do was do consistently a devotional that I had read before, but again, not consistently. So I read Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. And I just love the way he writes. There's no fluff. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I really appreciate that kind of writing, and um, he just no sugarcoating. He just tells you the way it is, mm -hmm. and uh, so I've been reading that every day for over a year. I love, yeah. I love that devotional. Me too. It's so good. Yeah. So that's what discipline looks like for you, just being consistent. Yes. And something simple. I think that when sometimes when we hear discipline, we think that just sounds arduous, but. Your, yes. The discipline just means co consistency. Yes, just doing definitely. the same thing over and over that makes an yes. impact that I mean, you know is good. I set an alarm, uh, not to get up because I'm already up, but <laughs> okay, it's five o'clock. Uh, it's time. It's time. And it's been good. And it's you've done been it for, very good. you said like a year over now, over the year. past year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the next word you said? Uh, gratitude? gratitude. Yeah. Okay, what does that so look like? I'm not a journaler, mm -hmm. although I have journaled at times, and I find it very helpful. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for me to carve out that time to be creative and stare off into space and think about things. <laughs> so I got what I call a cheater journal, and it's um, it's a bound copy, and it's a little form almost, you know, that says, now right here, Things that you want to pray for, right here. Things that you'll be intentional about. That's today not a or cheater. Whatever. That is helpful. <laughs> it is super helpful. Yes, that's good. One of the things that it asks me to do is three things that I'm grateful for. And I don't know. That's kind of a throwdown word. Uh -huh. Like people, I think it's yeah. overused. You know, t-shirts and coffee mugs. But I, I really have made it a practice to try to think of something new every day. And not just things that he's given me mm -hmm. or done for me, but things he's done, mm -hmm. not necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, like if I'm sitting on the back porch doing this uh, and I hear the birds singing mm -hmm. or, you know, the my neighbor behind us has these beautiful bamboo when the wind's blowing, the way they move is so pretty. Mm -hmm. And it just stirs my heart to mm -hmm. thank him for his creativity. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so it it really means slowing down too, and being able to 
purpose to think of those things. Not just thank you for my car, thank you for my job, thank you for those things, the which things. of course I do thank him for, but it's one provision is one. Exactly. Yeah, one yes. thing. Yes. Yes. I love that because like you're saying that makes you it forces you to notice mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. beautiful things about God and his creation and other people, I'm yes. assuming is that something that is that part of discipline? Is that something every day, or is that just another aspect of what you're doing? Um, I would say it's part of the discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do sit down with it and make myself do it, mm-hmm. but um, I would say it's separate because it had such an impact on the way that I pray. Mm-hmm. You know, to take time to not think about myself, but think about Him instead. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. What was the third word you said? Hmm. hmm, Hold on. Scripture. Scripture. So important one. Yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) So one thing I figured out when I had consistent prayer time was that I. It's kind of hard to imagine this if you know me, but I was running out of words. (laughs) So I thought, my goodness, now what? What do I say? You know, mm-hmm. and so yes, I think a lot of people feel that way. Exactly. So I want to pray. Say? I don't know what to say. You know the formulas, the little mm-hmm. acronyms that people say about praising and adoration, what have you. But I was, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. So I know that the word says that His word will not return void to Him; mm-hmm. that uh, it will accomplish the purposes that He sent it out for. So I thought, well, that's appropriate. I'll just pray the word back to him. (laughs) So I started writing scripture on post-it notes and I stick them everywhere on my jewelry box and on my makeup drawer and on the dashboard of my car. And um, they are encouragement, obviously, because the Bible is full of prayers like in Psalm, but it's also um, reminders of what's expected of us as believers, you know, in Paul's letters and what have you. So the scripture, wherever it's from, whether it's my Bible study or the devotional or something a friend said to me or whatever, it's just encouragement, Mm -hmm. but it's also an opportunity to pray his word back to him. So one of the first ones that I wrote and that's still up on my car, my dashboard, is Psalm 5110, create a clean heart Mm -hmm. in me, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. And I know this... Oh, gosh, it sounds kind of corny, but, you know, I'd get in my car, and I'd see it, and I'd pray it. And, you know, I'd be at a stoplight and reach down for the air conditioner, I'd see it, and I'd pray it. And not crazy every second or whatever, but often. Yeah. And what I started to notice was that he was, that he was renewing that right spirit in me. And I began to see that situation that I had been inconsistent about praying for, I began to see not a difference in the situation, really, but a difference in me and how I looked at it. Um, and He's faithful. That, and isn't that amazing? He's faithful. He's He's faithful. Yes. And His promises are true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I, what I one thing I love about everything that you're saying is even thinking through, you know, how you said it was it was harder whenever, you know, your kids were you know, busy and you were busy and how you had this moment when things changed, but everything you're saying, cause I'm thinking through my life and I'm thinking, these are things I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can have a journal and sit down and think through what I'm grateful for. And I can write down sticky notes and put them everywhere. So it's always on my heart. Um, you know, I can do those things. It's, 
again, discipline doesn't have to mean something that's arduous and a burden. You know, I, it just sounds so freeing to me even. Because like you're saying, you, you're not thinking about yourself as much. You're, you're thinking about him. You're thinking about him. Yeah. And others, but. And know. others. Right. Yeah. So what was the, what was the last word? Confession. <sighs> Confession. Well, that's not very fun, is it? <laughs> um, but, but that is another piece of it. I mm-hmm. think a critical piece, you know, especially coming from certain faith backgrounds, that's more of a regular practice, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and not ours, obviously. But I think that could be a failing in a sense where because I think I fail him every day. I fall mm-hmm. short of his standard. And if I'm not at, if I mean, I know it plenty of times, but what if I don't know it? What if I don't know how I've hurt him or grieved the Holy Spirit? You know, I, it's scary to think about asking, but it's also very powerful because I think he appreciates that, you know, and he's gentle to point it out to you and, and help you fix it. So gentle. Yes. So kind. Yes. So I have found that, too. That has made a very big difference. Yeah, I think that um, so often when we hear confession, mm-hmm. we think of, you know, like a confessional yes. box with it's, you know, anonymous and you say it and you're done. Yes. And that's not what you're talking that's about. That's not at all what I'm talking about. You're talking about relationship mm-hmm. again. You're talking yes. about actually being in relationship with someone, yes. which requires Maintenance. honesty. and. And, and honesty, yes, yes, all those and things. Growth. Yeah, because even, you know, I found like in my relationships with other people, confession should just be sort of part of what we do. Hey, I did this and I'm sorry. It's a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And obviously it can be painful. But when yes. we're good to go to him with that, hey, guess what? He already knows it, unlike uh-huh. your your neighbor, <laughs> you know, right. um, he already knows what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be closer to you. He wants you to be closer to him. So, and I think you said gentle, and you know, he he's patient. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, again, that's something that it's hard to believe for some people that he's a good father, mm-hmm. and that when we come to him, it's just kindness and love that's available because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just I just want people to hear that your experience with confession and time is that um, that that's the response always. I would be, uh, you know, I've heard it said before that that's a hard um, aspect of the Lord for some people to get who maybe didn't have mm-hmm. a gentle father, mm-hmm. a loving father. I was fortunate enough to have one, and but but I will say he was also very strict. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I was younger, it was it was uh, I could relate to that a little bit. But honestly, even what we dream about our earthly relationships, he is the promise of so much more than that. So when somebody tells you or you read about how good he is and how patient he is and how gentle he is uh, it's just nothing but true seek that out mm-hmm. because he will prove himself to you every mm-hmm. single time mm-hmm. when you go to him for it yeah i love that that's that's so helpful tell me about the cross in prayer what is what is that so another oswald chambers moment <laughs> So uh, one day, this this was really life-changing. I know. I, I feel so silly saying these things uh, at a 
point when I ought to know better. But, you know, I also am very thankful that he continues to share yeah, things no, with me. I mean, me, don't you think you know? that when you're 80, I mean, I hope, I hope that so. I'm like, oh, I just experienced this life-changing <laughs> experience in my relationship with God. Well, that's okay. amazing. It happened to me when I was 59. <laughs> so uh, one morning, the title of the devotional was a cr- The Cross in Prayer. So can I read just a little bit of yes, it? Yes, yes, please. Okay. Chambers says, The cross represents only one thing for us, complete, entire, absolute identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is nothing in which this identification is more real to us than in prayer. And he goes on to say, the point of prayer is not to get answers from God, but to have perfect and complete oneness with Him. If we pray only because we want answers, we will become irritated and angry with God. We receive an answer every time, but it doesn't always come in the way we expect, and our spiritual irritation shows our refusal to identify ourselves truly with our Lord in prayer. And He goes on to say, have you reached such a level of intimacy with God that the only thing that can account for your prayer life is that it has become one with the prayer life of Jesus Christ? And I just went, whoa. That was just goosebumps right now. Uh, It's so powerful to me because I knew about praying for God's will, and I knew that asking for things and receiving things is not really the point of prayer. But there was something about the way he phrased it, oneness with the prayer life of Jesus Christ. And that I just, you know, conjures up all pictures of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. uh, You're smiling. (laughs) I know your story. So I I just have a vision of him praying, you know, praying so much that, you know, he had drops of blood. And I thought, is my prayer life like that? No. And, and I just, it just changed. There was like a shift in my attitude about even the prayer, not any situations, not anything I was asking for, but a shift in just thinking about what that was for. It was just for being one with Him. That's amazing. I, I think that we hear that we need to pray and we know mm-hmm. we need to pray and we have an inclination to pray because everybody does yes. at some point, even you know people who don't believe. But we do forget the privilege of prayer, mm-hmm. I think, that we can only be, it's about being in the presence of God. It's about access to the Creator and Father. Yes. And, and we only have that through Jesus. And I do think we forget what that means I think we we, do. we can be in the presence of God mm-hmm. because of what Jesus has done for us, yes. because of who we are in Him. And in doing so, we're not only with Him, but we become more like Him. You're really saying both of those things, which is what prayer does for us. Yes. We're with Him and we become like Him, and it's incredible. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what that's done for you. So you, you've started all these practices and you changed sort of your mindset about prayer mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. And so what, is, what has that done for you in your relationship with God or even in your life? Because you talked about how you had sort of a hard time with your identity mm-hmm. and who am I. So how has this helped that or changed that? I would say that the biggest thing it's done for me is 
is to feel loved. Mm-hmm. Because after being a believer for so long, it's not like I don't know for God so loved the world. But that's the world. Yes. You know, I didn't... Um, and I knew I was included in that, don't get me wrong, but I didn't personally feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's nothing but me not going to him earlier and learning all this. But it's made the difference now. It's relational. Exactly. You don't just know. Exactly. You experience, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yes. So it's what what would difference. you what would you tell people who they're like, okay, I, I want that. I really do want to pray. I don't know how um, I want to spend time with God. I'm not sure how to do that. Who are really just new mm-hmm. to trying to have um, their own life with God. What what would you what would advice would you give them? How well, do they start? Well, I think a couple of things. Um, there's so much technology available. Um, if you're a person like my boys who are always on their phone, there's all kinds of apps to mm-hmm. help you, alarms to remind you to do it, apps to share it, tell you how to do it. Uh, if if you're a technology-minded person, go for it. There's plenty of things out there. If if you're not, uh, get a cheater journal like me. <laughs> it's super Stop helpful. Stop calling it that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's super helpful. It really is. Um, you do have to make changes, yeah, it's not gonna. I don't think it's meant to be easy, if it's if it really means something, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do need to work at it, and that might sound not romantic, but it's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. You have to work a little bit, but there's all kinds of things available to you. Whether it's just praying scripture back, that's that's so easy. You've got a Bible, open it up. Yeah, the Psalms, like we did exactly. during our days of prayer, was. You know, that's the, you know, those the prayers in the Bible, they're ready made. They're right there. Pray and those. I think those resources are still available. Oh, yes, and they are. you can look them up. And I know Tanner uh, recorded some things to mm-hmm. teach you how to pray through one of those scriptures. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, a girlfriend and I did a, a Bible study together that was 40 days of praying and study. Super helpful. Get somebody in with you, you know, somebody, a close friend that wants to do that with you. Uh, and then you just have to decide and make the difference. And even even somebody super busy like you can carve out 20 minutes of your day. You know, I I wish I had done that mm-hmm. better when I was younger with the boys. You know, did we really need to do fall ball every single year? <laughs> um, no, we didn't. You know, so maybe it just means looking at your schedule a little bit really more judiciously. Need to watch all of the Netflix show exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, there's always there's always things you there's can ways carve. you can do it. Yes, if you really want it. And I, you, it doesn't come for free. You have to try, and that's. But there's lots of different systems out there. Tell a friend. Tell your spouse. Tell. You know, anybody. 
do yeah, it with I, your body. Well, I think that is, is a large part of what you're saying, too, is that you can do this in community. Exactly. You can do this with uh, resources that are available. Mm-hmm. You do it with your spouse mm-hmm. or friends or in a small group. And you're also, you're, you lead the 528 prayer team. Yes. Which, which is really wonderful. It's and it is, it is a passion of yours because I've talked to you about this and I've seen you um, leading it so well and with such care. So tell me a little bit about that. So if someone's just like, okay, I just, I've never even prayed before. No one's even prayed over me. What does it look like for to have a prayer team at our campuses? Okay. Well, uh, we are available every Sunday. Uh, obviously, we're there after the services. We go down front under the screens. Uh, but that can be intimidating, you know, for some mm-hmm. people. Uh, we stick around a little bit, and that sanctuary clears out. So just stay in your seat and come see us after it uh, clears yes. out a little bit. And we'll pray with you. You know, you don't have to tell us your life story. Just whatever's concerning you, or just say, I have an issue. The Lord knows just it. Just pray for me. Exactly. Uh, there's no uh, commitment. There's no way that we're going to pressure you in any way. We're just, we consider it a privilege to lift you up to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So come. But we also are available in the lobby before uh, services, and we meet generally and kind of pray about the day. Uh, we pray for anything special that may be going on, like baptisms or Lord's Supper or a Go event like this weekend. Uh, and we pray for Chris. We pray for whoever's preaching, Eric and the band. And then we just kind of hang around in the lobby, and we watch with a discerning eye uh, anybody that may seem like we could pray for them uh, silently, you mm-hmm. know, unless they ask us, I guess. You know, a harried mom or a So visitor. y'all are just y'all are praying for us and we don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> it's, and it's always me. I'm the harried mom. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll be praying for you as you rush in. <laughs> That's right. And a couple of times I've actually gone up to the building during the week and watched through the roos, rooms playing for people, um, the volunteers who are so awesome you know, in children's ministry and student ministry and guest services and hospitality, um, praying for the different ministry heads, for the people that walk in the door looking for Jesus, Mm. you know. um, That's really powerful and having that privilege to do that, so. And you can also, we can, they can text prayer request into now, right? Yes, those, uh, they can, I can't. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hashtag. I know we'll link to it. Oh, good. With the description of this podcast, but I know that we can text now, and you yes. can go on the app, and mm-hmm. there's all sorts of ways to receive prayer. Exactly. And to just be a part of prayer here at Clear Creek, mm-hmm. whether it's through our resources online or it's joining your team. Yeah. If you if that is your gift and you want to pray for people too, reach out to me. Yeah. Happy to talk about it. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, you are a blessing. I'm so thankful for. Um, everything you do for us, but also just who you are for telling us your story. Thank you. It was was really helpful. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.